When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to a, another episode of Talking City. Uh, I'm Anthony Jepson. I'm here with our city correspondents, Stuart Brennan, Simon Bykowski. Uh, we're going to reflect back on a, a good start for Manchester City in the Premier League. Good away win at Brighton. What did you well, make of it, Stu? Very good three points. I mean, I've been getting a lot of stick on uh, on social media because I, I thought it was a, a pretty ordinary performance from City, yeah. uh, but a good three points. I mean, on reflection, I, I, take, it, I take what people are saying. It's the first game of the season. It's a tough trip to a newly promoted team. It's never going to be that easy. Brighton were very well organised. Yeah. Um, and to come away with the three points is good. I, I think I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting a big statement from them. I yeah. thought they'd go out and play some progressive football, which they tried to do, to be fair. But I suppose when you're faced by, by ten defenders and a goalkeeper, it's, it's not easy to do. So on, on the secondary reflection, sure. it, was, it yeah. was a good three points. It's a new team as well, isn't it? They're gelling together. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few new new players in there. You, you've got Danilo playing at left back now. I know he's been bought to play in three different positions, but he didn't look a left back to me. Yeah. You know, he he was cutting back. And to me, a left back has got to have a, a good left foot. He didn't use his left foot once that I saw uh, down at Brighton. Uh, every time he went down, he, he took up some good positions. You know, he's very athletic and and dynamic. Um, he took up good positions but every time he cut back onto his right foot and that just made it a little bit easier for the Brighton defence we saw the problems they were having on the other side with Kyle Walker bombing to the byline and getting crosses in um, for me Walker was, was man of the match mm-hmm. perhaps Danilo needs to uh, needs to work on his left foot a little bit if he's going to fill in at that position Did we see evidence of the, of the pace that we were expecting of a Pep team? He, he seems to have uh, strengthened in that area and wants to sort of go at teams this year well, no, because I think I think he knew the way Brighton were going to set up. They were going to set up with with yeah. you know heavy heavy defence. So he, I think he, he took the view that the likes of Sterling and Sane, who gives City that bit of pace, and Bernardo Silva is perhaps a little bit more uh, a little bit more perky than the likes of, mm. of David Silva and, and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, he left them on the bench, uh, and he, he said afterwards that, that the reason for that is. Because pace wasn't really going to be of any use, you know. Pace is good against yeah, teams that stretch. They were going to stifle that aspect of City's game. Yeah, which yeah. makes you wonder how often they're going to they're going to play at the Etihad Stadium. Well, that kind be, of player this season. Yeah, they're going to come up against that kind of approach a lot, aren't they? From from opposition teams. They are. I mean, even the likes of United and Chelsea and teams like that are going to come to the Etihad and sit deep and try and hit City on the break. So there's not going to be a lot of not going to be that many games where you where you're facing a team that's. Uh, that's going to be stretched. Mm-hmm. Sai, did you see positives? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we sort of saw it as quite an ordinary performance, having come off the back of such an impressive pre-season. It was, you know, City are clear title favourites. Everyone's, mm-hmm. Every man and his dog's backing them for the title. And they're kind of in a no-win situation at the minute because unless they batter every team 5-0, yeah. no one's going to be 
sort of seeing them as meeting expectations. And even you got last season, they started like a train, won ten games, and yeah. then just fell away. So you know they they kind of have to play really really well every game to to meet the standards that everyone's seeing. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, when the onus is on you to be the attacking team in you know, pretty much every game that you come up against. Yeah, I mean, one of the Brighton players said after the game that they didn't actually have any energy to attack because they spent that much time defending. Floor, and, yeah. and that's what Guardiola wants. He wants his team to be on the front foot and, and peppering um, the opposition team, not giving them a moment's rest. And mm-hmm. we did see that. We didn't see many chances conceded, um, and Edison looked pretty solid in goal as well. On, um, well, on, it, on Claudio Bravo it looks it. It looks it. Yeah, yeah, so far he had one wobble, um, but yeah, he did. He looked decent and has looked very good so far okay. uh, from what we've seen of him. But yeah, I think that it was a very decent performance and a solid start um, I just think they're up against very high expectations yeah, yeah. so we've got a great offer for Talking City listeners uh, we've teamed up with beer52.com and by joining their beer club you can get expertly selected craft beers from home and abroad we've got a great deal for listeners to get a crate of 8 beers mystery beers for free it normally costs 24 quid for a case, but all you need to do is pay 5.95 postage. Use the code MANCITY, that's all one word, that's MANCITY at beer52.com and get stuck in. Of course, they're still preparing and they've been to Girona for this friendly game, which, which they failed to win, but it's a, it's a training camp to, for them to sort of bed in the new boys there as well, isn't it? And, yeah, I, I pe- keep building on the summer. A lot of people have been questioning this, saying, "Why on earth are they going going away to Spain for four days yeah. once the season's started?" You know what, what's going on? But I, th- I think these are a few things you have got to think about. I mean, the game against Everton isn't until next Monday, so they've got like a clear nine days between the games. Uh, there's a, there's a political element to this as well, in that Girona are expected to become part of the City Football Group. Uh, in fact, we were expecting it to be announced while City were out there. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the reasons they went out there. Now, uh, there appears to have been a little bit of a hitch, maybe, in the drawing up of the contract or something. There's, there's been some kind of problem. Uh, so that hasn't been announced as yet, but you know, we are expecting that to be announced. So there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of brotherly love going on yeah. with, with, a, with what's expected to be a new team uh, in the City Football Group. Um, there's lots of connections with Pep Guardiola's brother Per is heavily involved in Girona he was involved with the last time the, the club was sold um, so there's all that side of it but on the other side of it it's a four day warm weather training camp um, the team that he put out there were nine changes from yeah. the team that played at Brighton so there's players who who got a few minutes under the belt that, that you know that, that didn't at the weekend and when you consider they only played four games pre-season, yeah, which is about exactly. half as many as, as many of their rivals. So. It was a pretty light programme, wasn't it, the summer? The summer yeah, games. yeah, it was. I mean, and Pep, Pep, had, Pep hinted that he wasn't entirely happy with that. He perhaps would have wanted more games. Because yeah. if, you, you know, if you've got two teams, um, obviously you, you're changing players during the game, but you, know, you, you want players to have 70 minutes, and you can't do that if you're... Uh, you know, if, if you've not got enough pre-season sure. games, sure. so that was just throwing another game into it as well. It's a fairly meaningless result. Did, did you see positives in it, Sai? In terms um, of the preparation for bigger challenges to come. 
Not particularly. Uh, they didn't look that interested, mm. really. Um, Gundogan coming back and playing some minutes is is a good thing. Yeah. Um, the more minutes, the better. But it, it didn't really look too um, too much too much to learn, really. Um, you know, after the intensity that was Brighton. Yeah. Um, I guess it's curious to sort of have to, to step off the gas. After, after yeah. That, isn't it? Yeah. You just kind of got to class the matches part of the training camp and just imagine it was as if they were playing 11 against 11 in training or, or yeah. something like that it, I don't know I just think they need to crack on and get ready for Everton now a little bit more riding on the under 21's game at, at Rotherham checker trade trophy yeah uh, yeah game that you were at yes yeah minus sort of Foden Brahim and Tosin who were all in in Girona but the uh, the 21's did did well did very well um, battled hard against a Rotherham team that uh, had made 10 changes from the weekend so they weren't that interested but um, they looked good Rotherham took the lead in the second half and you thought they were going to go ahead and win comfortably but City kept in it equalised in the last minute through uh, Benjamin Garay and then as the quirks of the competition are you then had a straight penalty shootout yeah. and uh, Aaron Murich who you saw a little bit on the first team tour this summer, very promising keeper, made two saves to, to help City win it, so that's them off to a winning start, which yeah, is nice. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a new venture for them this season, is it a good yardstick for uh, for the club to judge what kind of level that talent is at, at the under-21 level? I think it's a better yardstick than like the Premier League 2. Than what which, went before, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pep's already said that that league's a bit of a joke, really, yeah. and he's not interested in it, and... It doesn't produce any players for him, so they're going to have to look at other competitions mm. to try and do that. They've sent a lot out on loan, obviously, to um, to get competitive football, such as Girona. But, um, yeah, I think the Czech trade will be quite useful. It's always different when you're up against experienced players, yeah. and a lot of players in the City Academy don't have experience of competitive football, and they're going to learn a lot very quickly by being up against them yeah. um, you could tell sort of the first few minutes they were they didn't look scared but they were sort of nervous of keeping the ball they wanted to get rid quick because yeah. they were anticipating a challenge or something coming mm -hmm. in and then as the first half went on they started to keep it a bit more and realised that when they did have time and when they didn't so even in 90 minutes they uh, they seemed to come on a lot you mentioned a couple of the um, the sort of brighter sparks of the of the the youth teams being with the first team in Girona. Anyone catch the eye in, in Rotherham? Uh Murich again was uh was very good. I think he was he was nineteenth man at Brighton. He was there with the team even though he wasn't in the squad. Mm -hmm. So Guardiola obviously sees a lot in him and uh he's he's one to watch. Um other than that, um there are a few good good performances. Uh Nemecha led the line well up front, Dilerson and Francis got on the left, and uh, Matty Smith and Jacob Davenport very good in centre and midfield, which is where City are not um, blessed with many options yeah. in the first team. Going back to the first team, Stu, Everton coming up, as you mentioned earlier, what, what can we expect from that home game as opposed to a trip away? Is that, that going to make a difference for Pep's thinking? First acid test of the season for me. I mean, as we saw, Brighton were just on the, on the back foot for the yeah. entire entire game Everton made a few signings in the summer they're, they're looking good I know that they're looking to to try and break it certainly into the top six if not the top four 
Um, they're one of those teams that have got a chance of, of challenging that that, uh, that established top four or five. Um, and they've got a good record against City. Of course, they, they inflicted that 4-0 defeat at Goodison last season, which is Pep's heaviest. Um, so there'll be a little bit of revenge in the air, perhaps from City's point of view. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a, it'll be a tough, tough game because we'll, we'll see we'll see it from Everton. Everton will will sit in, but they'll look to present a threat on the break as well. Um, and they always cause City problems. Yeah. So uh, sure, they'll be a nice, warm welcome for Wayne Rooney as well, won't they? Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be most welcome uh, as always. Um, even the Everton fans might like him. So. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine company would be delighted to be up against Rooney rather than Lukaku, though. Because he's given City quite a few problems down the years. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, Lukaku's been a real thorn in the side. Um, we saw that it was a one-one draw last season. This this fixture, and uh, he absolutely tore Otamendi to pieces. And then, uh, and then, uh, no, it wasn't Otamendi, was it? Otamendi got caught out of position. He, he uh, but he, he sort of exposed the City defence and, uh, and and scored the opening goal. Uh, so they'll be glad to see the back of him, uh, if only until the derby match. Yeah, we've got Mendy coming back into into the picture, haven't we? And and Gundogan played some minutes at Girona, so Pep's getting a few more bodies there. Do you think he knows what his best team is yet, or has a, an idea what he's well, close to his best team? Well, he said at the weekend that the only the only real doubt he had in his team selection was whether to choose Sterling or not, and he left him on the bench in the end. Uh, but I mean, that was. Possibly just for that game, mm-hmm. he, he might he'll probably have different. He'll probably have a more of a dilemma for this game. Um, does he does he give does he put Sane and does he put Sterling in? Um, I mean, you talked about Mendy. Mendy's not ready. He's only just returned to mm-hmm. the uh, return to full training. Uh, he, he didn't he He's didn't play in yeah. Girona. Uh, Gundogan looks looks similarly distant because he uh, he's just said that he's not going to be ready until. Probably after the international break, so he's not going to be ready for Everton or even the Bournemouth game yeah. away the following Saturday. So uh, you know he, he is restricted in terms of what he does. Um, the fullbacks are pretty much tied on. Uh, it's got to be Walker and and Danilo at the moment. Um, for the rest of it, who knows? I mean, Pep last season season was notoriously difficult to predict his team, and I think it'll carry on. You know, he's got he's got a few different options there. You know, with Bernardo coming yeah. in. And, um, does he play Yaya or does he play Fernandinho? I mean, to me, the team that he, the team that he played at Brighton, is pretty much he's pretty close to what he'd be looking at as his first team. Um, with probably obviously with Mendy coming in, um, and then there's a few others who will be battling in terms of form, you know, and the, the way form goes. Uh, Yaya is obviously one of those who will be pushing, Gundogan's another one who will be pushing, Bernardo Silva will be pushing, but the players who, who played at Brighton, they're the ones who are in possession and for me at the moment that is the uh, that is pretty much the first 11. Yeah, he's used the three at the back formation, hasn't he? What, what, how do you see that? Do you think it's the right way forward or it's the best way of getting use out of what he's got? Yeah, yeah. When you've got players like Mendy and Walker who can play at wing back and get up and down, it's uh, it, it makes an awful lot of sense. Um, he's short of, he's short, still short in defence. Really, mm. he needs another centre back. Um, and I think at Girona, it, it was exposed the fact that once once you get beyond Stones, Atamendi and company, uh, who, who were a decent back three. Um, you know, we had Mangala playing there. We had Tosin, Adrabio. Um, Mangala was was 
probably City's best player on the day. Um, yeah, ironically, given the, the view of most City fans about him. Yeah, yeah, but you, you've got to think about it. He, he probably had a little bit more to prove than anyone yeah. else. He, he's, he can possibly see a bit of daylight in his City career. Then. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he's thinking, you know, I might be able to win Pep Guardiola. So, Pep Guardiola over. Um, so, he, he's going to be going the extra mile. Um, he's got a chance of doing that. Well, everything I'm hearing out of City, they just keep saying no chance, no mm. chance. But the nearer we get to that August the 31st transfer deadline day, you know, if it gets there, so City have, have been saying that they're looking for a centre back, but not a big money signing. You know, so that restricts their options really. Mm. Getting a quality centre back yeah. and not paying fifty million pound for him these days, they're in pretty short supply. Sure. I don't, I'm not sure where they're looking. We've been trying to work this out. You know, there's a few few players that we've looked at, but. So the closer you get to August the thirty first, you think, well, why, why not? Why mm-hmm. not just keep Mendy f- yeah. as, as a fourth centre back? He looks okay against Girona. I mean, he always, even against Girona, even though he played all right, he always looks like he's on the edge of a of a catastrophe. Yeah. You know, he's, he's he's sort of all arms and legs, and he, you feel he's going to give a penalty away. You feel he's going to he's going to make a mistake. He didn't against Girona, really. But you know that is always a problem. But. Yeah. Uh, as a fourth centre back, well, why not? If not Mangala, they've got the option of Tosin. Si. He, he's someone that you've watched at the younger levels. Is he? Is he ready? Um, I'm not sure he'd be the ideal pick. I mean, City themselves were looking to get him alone mm-hmm. this year. So, again, I mean, it's pretty damning for Mangala if he can't be, if he can't be an option. Mm-hmm. You know, they've always had four centre-backs, at least, four senior players for when they were playing two centre-backs. So to go to three at the back and bin him off anyway yeah. would be pretty... Um, I don't know, it, it doesn't seem to make that much sense unless they just really want rid of Mangala. Yeah. Um, having Tosin as your fourth centre-back um, you know, on the bench ready to come on would be a huge call. Put some pressure on a young player, that doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, pressure that um, they've not really known. Um, he he's looked good whenever he's played for the first team. Really, he's, he's had some tough opponents. Um, I think he made his debut against Costa uh, yeah. in the FA Cup game at yeah. Chelsea. He's had Dembele at Celtic, um, and then he played in the the derby match this summer with Lukaku. So. You know, he, he's give, he's already had three baptisms of fire, yeah. if you will. And he handled those reasonably well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I mean, you'll never know if until they play, as always the case. But um, I would be surprised if they went in with just four centre-backs and he was the fourth. Yeah, OK. We talked about defensive issues there and um, carrying that on from the, the problems that they had last season in, in, in some respects. They've got a lot of options at the other end of the field. Attacking wise, what, what do you, where do you see it panning out there? Well, at the moment, he's obviously managing to get Jesus and Aguero into yeah. his team. Um, That's pretty frightening for Premier League opposition. Does it does it gel for City? Um, it depends. It depends how you look at it. I mean, I, I remember the first time it happened at, at Middlesbrough last season. Uh, City squeaked a draw out of the game. Um, it just didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Jesus looked like a little boy lost. He was. He, he didn't know whether to drop into the positions that Aguero was taking up. He didn't know whether to stay stay up as a front man. Yeah. And he, he just. And it was only in the second half when they brought on. They took him off and brought on Sterling and Sane. 
that things actually changed, you know, they, they started to look more like a balanced team. So got under each other's feet a little bit there, didn't they? And they did, they did, but then later in the season, um, towards the end of the season, um, once Jesus had come, well, yeah, he'd come back from his injury, um, they put him a little bit wider, uh, and the two of them just sparked off each yeah. other. I thought they looked really, really good together. Um, so going into the season, um, Aguero was a, was was City's best player right in the last season. When the season yeah. finished too early for him, really, he was on, absolutely on fire. So he he had to start, and he, he'd want Jesus. Guardiola always wanted Jesus in yeah. his team. Jesus hasn't really, you know, he, he didn't really do a lot at Brighton. He didn't he didn't set anything on fire, and he, he looked a little bit under the weather at Girona as well. Uh, I suspect that's why. Guardiola put him on to try and get him get him perked up a little yeah. bit, but that didn't really work. So if it carries on like that, you know he won't be under any any illusions. Guardiola, he'll take he'll take Jesus out of the team and, and just play Aguero, and you know he'll bring Sterling in, yeah. he'll bring Sane in. He's, he's got so many options now. There's that, a great supporting cast there, isn't there, from the midfield? Those attacking midfield players particularly. Yeah, yeah, it's the old the old thing about Guardiola loving a loving a midfield, and he's brought another one in with Bernardo Silva. Yeah. He looks a little bit undercooked at Girona. Um, you know, he's he came back late because he, he was in the Confederations Cup with Portugal, where he looks he looks superb. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we saw him play, yeah. um, but he's he's a real talent. Um, he's got to adapt to the Premier League. He's got to he's got to get up to speed in terms of his fitness and, and match sharpness. I mean, that that was a thing I thought with him. His game is all about that quickness, I think, and that, that fleetness of foot, that close control, and you know, in tight spaces. Yeah. And he hasn't quite got that yet. It's probably the hardest thing to get once you, once you're coming back to fitness. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll we'll see a, a, a top player when once he's once he's ready, and that presents another team selection problem for for Pep. So how do you, how do you see it? Who do you, who do you see making City tick offensively? Um. I think Mendy. I think Mendy will be the key. I'm not sure whether we'll see the best of Aguero and Jesus up front mm-hmm. until he's there because as it is now, you've got a choice between Danilo, who's very quick but doesn't have a left foot, yeah. or Sane at left wing back, who isn't too hot on his defensive responsibilities. And I think Pep's still quite reticent to play Sane at left wing back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Danilo's there. But you get that balance of, of yeah, Walker I mean, and Mendy you know, at Brighton, Walker was really, really good bombing forward, and you'd think Mendy, who's phenomenal crosser of the ball, would be able to do the same mm-hmm. down the left. So City looked a bit lopsided. Yeah. Um, so I think then I think Guardiola wants Aguero and Jesus to work together. He's been impressed with how Aguero was adapted and improved under him mm-hmm. so, and he loves Jesus so I think his plan A will be to try and get those two to work together um, which leaves a very good support cast on the bench but yeah. I think that will be the the main the main aim for Pep at least for the first half of the season. So we've got a great offer for Talking City listeners. Uh, we've teamed up with beer52.com and by joining their beer club, you can get expertly selected craft beers from home and abroad. We've got a great deal for listeners to get a crate of eight beers, mystery beers, for free. It normally costs 24 quid for a case, but all you need to do is pay 5.95 postage. Use the code MANCITY, that's all one word, that's MANCITY at beer52.com. 
and get stuck in. And, and sort of centrally in that midfield area, he's got a lot of creativity there with Silva, Bernardo, yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. It's almost how does he fit them all in, really, isn't it? Well, you can't. You yeah. can't fit them in. Um, and Gundogan coming back will add even more to that. But he, he said they'll all play, they'll all get games. Um, and if they don't like how little game time they're getting, mm. then it's not his problem. Mm -hmm. So... I, you'd like to think that he'll keep them all happy. It's a nice problem for him to have, isn't it? I mean, yeah. He's got a real task on his hands there to to, to filter it down and, and find what his, his best options are, hasn't he? Yeah, but um, you know he's been manager at Barcelona, manager at Bayern Munich. He's had to deal with a lot bigger egos than are at City and mm -hmm. he's had to cope with you know managing that quality and making sure they get enough. So you would have to trust him to, to get it right this time hopefully yeah. allow Phil Foden and possibly Brahim Diaz add into that mix as well this season yeah they're showing signs aren't they of being ready almost yeah we yeah. talked about Tosin maybe not quite being ready but Foden's been sort of surprising hasn't he about in the way he's stepped in and shown no kind of no kind of qualms about just getting on with the job. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the, the only the only drawback he's got is he still looks a little bit lightweight I know this was holding him back when he was 15, 16, I've, I've spoke, spoke to, mm -hmm. to people who coached him then and they said that, that that was their only fear, that he might prove to be a little bit too lightweight. Uh, he's got all the ability in the world. We saw it against Girona last night. He was he was up against grown men and he's been knocked about a little bit. Uh, he, he still came up with one or two lovely pieces of skill. You know, There was one particular turn. Uh, there was a, a clever little one too. He played with Diaz um, that, that brought a, a goal that was disallowed because he strayed fractionally offside so you can still see it's there um, it's whether he can he, he can do it in the hurly burly of the Premier League certainly yeah. when when you're up against teams who are defending in depth you know and there's hardly any hardly any space you know we see David Silver do it week in week out but Silver is incredibly strong for a for a little guy a little slight, tough isn't he he is he's, he's wiry um, and he's got such great balance that he, he he makes things work to his advantage and perhaps Perhaps that's something that I mean. I know Foden studies silver, yeah. and that's something that he needs to keep on doing to to work out how to make make the most of his uh, of, of his own physical attributes, um, which perhaps you know give him give him a little bit more a little bit more pace on the turn, a little bit of, a little bit of speed of thought as well yeah. that, that, that gives him an advantage over over Premier League defenders. Uh, he's got to make those things work to his advantage and uh, and negate the fact that he's he's perhaps never going to be a you know, a Patrick Vieira. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, coming back to the transfer window, there's still a period of time left for, for Guardiola to move. Do we see him uh, making a significant addition at this stage? I know he's, he's talked about wanting to, hasn't he? Yeah, um, he still wants a centre-back. Um, where he's going to find one, goodness knows. Um, but he still does want one. Yeah. And he still wants another striker. Um, there's only... There's only Jesus and, uh, and Aguero who are out and out strikers. I mean, he, he's not that bothered about that because he'll play just about anybody in those positions. You know, he played Brahim Diaz as a as like the fulcrum of the attack in Girona last night. Yeah. Um, he's so he, he won't be panicking about only having two strikers. He wouldn't have sold Kalechi and Acho if, if he thought that was a problem. Yeah. But obviously, he's still got his eyes on Alexis Sanchez and possibly Kylian Mbappe, although. I know, I know. City thought that, that that had gone two or three weeks ago that he was on his way to Real Madrid. Now we're hearing strongly that he's on his way to PSG. 
Um, but maybe next you know, week will be struggling on his way to. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe it's that <laughs> term. But that, that, I mean, the, uh, I, I've done a story. The, the PSG football director has been saying that there there are three clubs in Mbappe's head: um, PSG, Real Madrid, and City. Uh, now I'm not sure how he's got inside Mbappe's head, yeah. but he's. He, you know, presumably he's got that from talking to to the player or the, to the player's agent. Um, so you know, if you go off that, well, City are still in there pitching for him. Um, whether they'll pay the kind of money it's mm-hmm. going to take is, is another matter. But they still they certainly they certainly not not dropped their interest in him by any means. Okay, those, those two names have been the, the names of the summer, haven't they? Just, yeah. Just, just finally, before we wrap up, do 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 City need them? Well, you you wonder about a centre back. I know the they've been saying that they only want a cover centre back. Mm-hmm. But with Arsenal saying so strong on Sanchez, you wonder if the money that City were prepared to pay for Sanchez, whether Virgil Van Dijk might come into the equation as that to get as we get towards the end of the window, yeah. um, because they they do look a bit short at centre back, and as he's shown in midfield, there isn't necessarily anything wrong with. An embarrassment of options in in defence as well as midfield. So, with as as the window goes on and Sanchez and Mbappe aren't in Manchester, um, you wonder if the priority might they just might change switch. direction a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, time will tell. Okay, thanks, fellas. Uh, we'll bring that to an end. We'll be back soon for another episode of Talking City. Yeah.